Welcome to Talk with Renee Dallow, biz chat for wedding pros and creatives. Tune in every week for no BS real talk from industry experts that want to help you thrive in your business and your life. Here's your host, event planner, educator, and sushi addict, Renee Dallow. Grab a glass and get ready to talk it out. Hello, hello, friends. Thanks for joining me for another episode of Talk with Renee Dallow. It is me, your host, your girl, Renee Dallow. This week, I am here to talk about content creation with the lovely, the fabulous, Melissa Lynn. Melissa, how are you doing today? Hi, I am doing so, so great. Uh, it Love is it. middle of the week. I mean, a really sunny day in Seattle. How could it get any better? It really can't. I mean, those are so rare. You get, well, well, the myth is that it's so rare. Is it really so rare? It is. So it doesn't <laughs> rain. It does not rain as much as people think it does. However, it is fairly gloomy. Hmm. So anytime the sun comes out, like you will see people just come out of their homes for the first time for weeks so it just it just changes the city it's like so. here comes the sun <laughs> do, 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 do. and everyone runs out of their house in seattle like oh, quite literally sun. quite literally amazing <laughs> now i'm in socal where we're like oh it's sunny again like we're just we're just the most the most miserable people Too about the funny. sun down here so <laughs> You know, the grass is always greener, as they say. As yes, they say. for sure. Well, <laughs> Melissa, I am psyched that you're here to talk about content creation. I feel like every time I talk about social media on the podcast, mm -hmm. which is which is a fair amount, right? Someone on my team goes, oh, another social media podcast. And I'm like, listen, <laughs> the wedding industry, we can't get enough content. We can't get enough new ideas. We can't underestimate the amount that our social media and content creation plays in our business yeah and honestly like for wedding pros let me tell you something melissa people are still resistant they're hesitant like oh i don't know should i make a reel i don't know about instagram i'm like dude i don't know what to tell you i don't it's not going anywhere it is not it's here to stay get on it now <laughs> and now you have the experience of having your instagram hacked and taken away from you correct Yes, fairly right, recently, us. about two months ago. So um, I have spent, so I spent about 10 years growing my Instagram. And so a little quick story, just a little background. I actually started as a chemical engineer and then moved into fitness coaching and then business coaching. And so my Instagram was there throughout that entire journey. So probably had it for about 10 years. We're still working on trying to get it back. Um, but yeah, we had like 39,000 followers. I mean, thousands of captions, hundreds of videos, just all of it gone overnight. And I think it was mid January or so where we, uh, where it disappeared. And so we're still working on getting it back, cross your fingers. However, if we don't get it back, like we'll also be okay. We've definitely learned over the years that you cannot have all of your eggs in one basket. And so luckily we had everything saved, our content, things like that. So we didn't really lose too much. And we can definitely talk about that. Just the importance of that um, yeah. for any business really. But yeah, it happened pretty recently. And because of a few things, it hasn't impacted the business, which has been so, so, so great. I mean, um, we can definitely talk about like how to prevent it from really impacting your business. 
Uh, but oh, it hurt when I opened. Oh, it hurt that morning when we saw that. Well, I can imagine the shock of it too, especially with so many followers. You know, it's yeah. like we always hear that that phrase, like "Don't build your business on a borrowed platform." And Instagram, one hundred percent, is a borrowed platform. One hundred percent. I'm curious. How did you have all the content saved? So what we do is we have something I call a content bank. And I do all of this. There are a lot of different ways to do this, right? I know some, I have some clients where they have everything saved in their notepad, like on their phone. I know some have their stuff saved in Google Sheets and Google Drive. We utilize Airtable, which is basically Excel sheets on steroids and um, have everything banked based off of what type of content pillar it is, what type of post is. Is it a teaching post? Is it inspirational? Is it a storytelling post? Is it a sales post? And then we have like the graphics attached. We have when we posted it last, we have what program it relates to, whether we sold on it or not. And so we just have all of that banked. So our thousands and thousands of everything inside of Airtable. We could do the same with like Google Drive, but Airtable is just so easy to filter and I can find things very, very easily. And we can just share it with the team for free as well. So we have it saved. So my big tip today, and I'll have many, many more, but if you were to lose your account tomorrow or if Instagram was to shut down tomorrow, because it can, like I doubt it will, I can't tell the future, but it's <laughs> unlikely it will, but it can. Yeah. But if it did, like, would you lose everything? Do you have your content backed up somewhere? If not, highly recommend it's a quick copy paste start getting that process going now, having an assistant do it, somebody, just so that you don't lose all of that hard work. I mean, yeah. I started my business in 2014, like, whew, I don't know what I would have done if I didn't have all my content saved. No, it's, I mean, it's so smart. And um, we'll link to Airtable in the show notes because I don't know that a lot of people use show, uh, use Airtable. I know mm -hmm. my publicist does, which is why I'm familiar with like, you know, using it on both ends, mm -hmm. but um. I'm sitting here thinking right now, Melissa, that if like, if Instagram went down, I don't have years of that. I don't have that content saved anywhere. I mean, mm -hmm. we have it in Planoly before it goes out. And I suppose there is a footprint of it somewhere in Planoly, but it doesn't mm -hmm. hold everything. Probably doesn't. I'm not too familiar with Planoly, but yeah, it probably doesn't. I would but start... also, I don't own Planoly, so I probably yeah. shouldn't put all my eggs in that basket either. Oh, yeah, what? Sure. So let's touch on this because I think it, it speaks to the bigger content creation. Cause we're not just talking about Instagram here. You said that, you know, your business was had a safety net of not living and dying by Instagram. I am assuming that means you had a robust email list, but tell me what that means for you. Yes, definitely email list. Um, I have my own podcast too. And so my listeners, like that's a whole nother set of community there. So like, even if Instagram was to go down tomorrow, we can still, I mean, technically, if Instagram goes down, it's very likely Facebook would as well. However, like if not, like we'd have Facebook, we'd have Pinterest, our email list, which we're continuing to grow. Um, we've started to play around with like Google ads and things like that, just because we know we cannot keep everything with Instagram and Facebook. However, it's a great place to be. I don't want to push you away from Instagram or Facebook because for now, it's definitely a great place to be very easy to get in front of your ideal client, very easy to sell, very easy to bring money into your business. But yeah, email list is definitely where we push a lot of our content if we're not able to hop onto that social platform for sure. Yeah. And I know that like it, it feels, um, especially for wedding pros who work, 
you know, it, it feels fairly transactional for a wedding pro in that, like our life cycle is about a year for even for, like for a wedding planner, like maybe, mm-hmm. maybe 18 months tops like that. We work with someone. So I've had wedding pros say to me like, well, what's the point in building an email list? Like they're just going to, they're just going to get off the email list at some point anyway. And like, I understand that that is, that, that is correct, but also that doesn't mean you shouldn't do it. Right. So there'll be another episode about email list building that I'm going to do in the future. But for today, mm-hmm. for content creation, I like that you specified when you were talking about Airtable that like, you know, like, what is the topic? Is it the, is this a teaching post? Is this a, an inspiration post? So like for my wedding pros and creatives out there, like when they're thinking about this, the total spectrum of like all the content they're creating, mm-hmm. do you have like, um, an advice about like what ratio should be teaching to, to inspirational, to just, you know, fun or like, what are your kind of content pillars? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I like to do at least one of each. So I have like content pillars, then types of content. So my big pillars are the big things that I talk about in my business, right? Starting your business, social media, sales and content, um, client attraction, launching, scaling. And then once we have those set in place, we can then start to mix in the different types, right? Maybe this week I will do, I like to do one of each at least once per week. So a teaching post this week, storytelling or connection piece, inspirational and also sales. And maybe this week it's all about like launch strategy. And then maybe next week it'll be all about like starting your business. So I like to kind of fluctuate my themes based off of what I'm selling, but then the types definitely want at least one of those, if not more, and definitely add in some fun ones, right? I I was actually working on content this week for April, and one of my ones we're going to do, I think for the one of the first few days in April is like 20 different emojis and like, guess what I'm doing in April, question mark. Or here's a sneak peek to my April 2022, like guess in the comments, like what I'm going to be doing just so that my audience can really get to know me and also just connect with me and like, oh, I'm going to be doing that too. Like so fun. I'm connecting with Melissa because your audience wants to get to know you as a human and relate with you that aspect before they can like even consider hiring you for anything at all. How much do you repeat yourself in your content creation? Okay. (laughs) My clients are always so shocked and like, I like literally on zoom calls, like jaws are dropped when I say this all of that time. So unfortunately we don't have the old account, so you cannot see it visually, but I can tell you every single week. I mean, we also had years and years and years of content um, and we would recycle almost all of it. And so all of it was recycled and I got to the point where I really didn't need to create too much new content. However, I would instead take the old content and then kind of reinvent it with a reel or a different video and just create it in different ways. So kind of repurpose the older content, Um, but we recycle all of the time because you have new people coming to you every day and they've never seen the content. And if somebody sees it again, like amazing. That's a refresher for them. It's a reminder for them because people need to see things over and over and over before it really starts to stick with them. I mean, yeah, we have no attention span anymore. And now I think <laughs> this is something I, I've learned over the years, like it's just, even in my own like education brand. So like I do education for wedding planners mm-hmm. um, and pros, and we have a course called Wedding Management 101, which I launched in 2018. And I, it's like my whole, this, this class is like, 
I poured everything into it. And then I mm -hmm. redid it again at like the end of 2019, like updated it. Mm -hmm. Well, it is always surprising to me when I meet someone new or someone comes new, like newly to my Instagram and they're like, they use the term day of coordination, which I'm dead set against. And like the whole course is about exactly getting rid of that. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh my God, do these people not know? And it's like, well, of course they don't know because I don't talk about it enough. And I had to learn that lesson for myself <laughs> that it's difficult for, for an, a business owner, entrepreneur to think like, oh God, I already said that. It's like, no, you have to say things repeatedly at scale forever in order for the message to get across. Like, <laughs> and, and it's just true. Like the, think about the people you admire the most out in, in social media land. Like they repeat the same things. I'm yeah. thinking of like Glennon Doyle, right? Her podcast is mm -hmm. called, we can do hard things. Do you know how mm -hmm. many times during the podcast she says we can do hard things yeah. like at least twice an episode, at least. Yeah. And like, I guarantee, and I know like Tony Robbins, he's not teaching like new material every single <laughs> right. year. Like, he's been around forever like, yes. and, he, and he's just repurposing and that's awesome. And I love that you said that we've got to keep repeating this stuff forever because it's true, right? It's your zone of genius and everyone who comes to you, like it's brand new. They're, they're like deer looking into headlights, you know, they just, they don't know. It's not their zone yeah. of genius. And you're here to share your gifts with them and teach them and help them with that transformation, with whatever that looks like. Yeah. I love that you, I, that was my first, I was like, I got to ask Melissa how many times she reused stuff because people get a real weirdness <laughs> about like, well, I already posted that photo or like, I already said that story. I'm like, tell your stories over and over again. Who cares? Use yep. a slightly mm -hmm. different, like a slightly different energy to it. Or like mm -hmm. a lot of times what I do when I, cause I don't do mine by the month anymore, just because my schedule, I don't have time, mm -hmm. but I do them on every Sunday. I'll, I'll do my post for the week. Mm -hmm. And I just look at like, what am I going to be doing on Thursday? Like, let's post something relevant to what I might be putting on stories. Like mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be deep and it doesn't have to, it doesn't have to be complicated. But if the more I think you can, you know, sort of tie into what's happening in your life mm -hmm. and just go back to those core values and core and core stories. I mean, like, that's what it's all about. That's how you build a brand. 100% and your audience really wants to connect with you and they want to get to know you and you definitely don't need to share everything like your personal life with them. No, they want to see some of it. I have a one eyed cat named Pearl and she is when oh. we um, wrap up, maybe I'll bring her up here and you can meet her, but she is the sweetest thing. But every time I post about her, my audience goes wild. At least all the cat mamas mm -hmm. go wild, <laughs> <laughs> but like they're connecting with me and they're adding trust and they're getting closer and closer to really, really trusting me. And they need to trust me as a person, as a human, as a friend before they're going to ever take that next step. Um, but yeah, I love that you said, like, think about what you're doing Thursday. So I'm going away to um, a small, cute little beach town here in Washington this weekend to celebrate my five year with my boyfriend. And I'm sharing all about it, like even in my captions, just so that people can kind of see that other side of me as well, because they see yes. so much of the business side and like how big my business is and how much we've grown. And I want them to be able to really connect with me just on a personal level. I 100% agree with that. When you work on your content, do you work just a month ahead? And how long does it typically take you? So because we have so much other content ready to go, it doesn't take too long. And I usually work one to two weeks ahead. I used to do bigger batches. However, 
I've started to add even more of kind of what's happening in my personal life. So like, for example, like my anniversary this weekend and something's happening next week, we're building a home. And so because of that, I wanted a little bit more flexibility to swap things out if needed. And if you have like months and months batched up, ready to go, it's kind of hard to do that. So I usually do one to two weeks and uh, usually we'll sit down. I also have my team who supports me and helps me, but because I have everything banked up, I've got my dual monitors. One monitor will have the bank pulled up. My other monitor will have like what I want to have for this next week. So my team can go and schedule it. Takes me about an hour ish, but that's also like making sure we've got the right graphics. Um, but that's for all platforms, and that's just really. It's usually writing maybe one new, one or two new um, captions as well, um, but roughly an hour, maybe a little less. Like that's once great. per week. Yeah, that's great. That's great. I love that. I guess I also think there's this myth out there that like it takes over your life and you couldn't possibly have us. I don't have any time to do reels. By the way, I started doing reels last month. I sort of <laughs> made a commitment that I would start doing one a weekend. It hasn't happened every single weekend, but I'm, it's better than zero. Yeah. And I actually like them. <laughs> They're fun. They're fun. They're different. They are kind of fun. Uh, Editing yeah. them is kind of fun. Um, <laughs> but but you're a fan of Instagram stories, correct? Love, love them. And if if Instagram was to keep one thing, I would hope it'd be Instagram stories. It's so fun to just connect with your audience and also engage back and forth with your audience as well with some of the different tools that Instagram gives you. But Instagram stories, hands down, my favorite part. And why is that? Because you think it's more on the fly? Like, do you curate those as well? Yes. And I don't know if every other business coach out there would agree with what I'm about to say, just because I like to create as much balance in my life as I can. So when I'm, you know, like this weekend, for example, I'm going to this beautiful small beach with my partner and I really want to be there to connect with him and just enjoy our time and celebrate together. I'm not going to be on my phone every hour posting a new story. What I like to do is I like to batch them. And so I'll take a quick like five second story or five second video of maybe the beach that we're walking or something of us together. And then I'll usually wait until like the next day or later that night to batch post everything. And so I don't always do that, but if I really want to just create that balance, I will do that. Um, But I just love it. It's so fun to connect because you can utilize polls, the questions box. Um, You can show behind the scenes of your business. I'm kind of a nerd and I just love seeing the behind the scenes of things. But there's just so much. Yeah, there's just so much like front end, personal, then also back end that you can share with your audience with Instagram stories. And I think it's just so, so, so fun. And it also helps your audience kind of create a pattern of, kind of watching what you're doing throughout the day, not in a creepy way, but right, you're starting to get into their heads, right? If I do, um, I usually like to do every morning, kind of like my routine of like, or my checklist of what I've got to do today so people can see like, oh, that's what somebody, you know, the seven figure business is doing every single day for her business. And if there's a day that I don't post it, I'll get messages of Melissa, like, where's your checklist? Are you okay? Is everything okay? (laughs) But like, I'm in their heads, they're thinking about me which is great, like for my brand. Um, but yeah, I think that's a great advice too, like the simple checklist of the day. Cause I see a lot of my friends do it mm-hmm. and 
especially for wedding planners, because I mean, I'm a wedding planner, so you know, my that's where my brain goes. But like, mm-hmm. I think oftentimes our clients don't really understand what we do all day. Like I, I know I have a lot of clients who are like, well, why can't I just call you in the middle of the day? I'm like, because I'm generally doing something <laughs> like I'm not a site visitor. So I think it'd be fun. And actually, thank you for that, Melissa, because I'm going to start doing that. Mm-hmm. It's fun to say like, okay, today for Moxie Bright Events, we have this, this and that. And for the education brand, we're doing this, this and that. And for the mm-hmm. podcast, we're recording like, because people often ask me like how I do everything. And I'm like, well, I have a lot of help, but also I, my whole day is scheduled. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like there's not a lot of like wayward time that I'm just like, oh, I wonder what I should be doing now, you know? <laughs> I know if you're not on my Google calendar, you will not be hearing from me. I can oh, guarantee you don't exist. Guarantee. Listen, I got into it with my dad a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> this is going to make me sound like a horrible person. I love my father to the ends of earth. I, he's my favorite, but he tends to call me in the middle of the day and then, cause he's on the East coast and I'm in West coast and then get like an, a little bit annoyed that he can't get me. And, and one time when he really was just like, well, I don't know why you're not picking up. And I was like, dad, I'm with a client. And then I have a tasting and then I'm going home to record a podcast. And I literally said like, you have the calendar invite to my, you can schedule a call if you want to, or if you just want to know when I'm available, just look at the calendar. And he goes, that's ridiculous. I'm like, that's the truth right now. Like, I'm so sorry. But that's the truth. Sorry, and, Dad. Like, just let, we let them know, our loved ones know, that you're important to me and all important things, all my priorities are on my calendar. So you get to be on my calendar. I'm so excited for that. But yeah, my girl, all my, of my girl. priorities are on my calendar. And so are you, Dad. He'll be like, get the hell out of here. My, my dad would not. But, but, to, be, but to be fair, too. what I said to him was like, but to be fair, would you rather me be like, unsuccessful and depressed <laughs> like isn't yeah. it better that i'm that i'm very busy but i mean says the enneagram three right so like take it with a grain of salt everybody grain of salt um <laughs> it's okay i get it my girlfriends are my calendar every week our weekly updates like our check-ins our calls not check-ins or not clients but like our girl chats our catch-up our life catch-ups things like that always on the calendar that's really smart. I have a standing, this is now veering off into other things, guys. Just stay with us. Because um, I think it's important to talk about this. Like, I have a standing date with my best friend, Catherine. Mm-hmm. Um, same restaurant, same day of the, mo- of the month, same time. So, like, no one has to think about it too hard. <laughs> <laughs> and that probably sounds boring to some people, but we love it because it's like, I know, come hell or high water, I will see her on the second Wednesday of every month from noon to two at the Mm -hmm. same restaurant in Pasadena, like no one has to think too hard. And it's the best. I love it. Love it. Love it. And I bet it's on your calendar. It's a reoccurring on my calendar and and no one is allowed to move it. I love it. (laughs) It's great, right? It's just like you have to make these choices. Same thing like, I know people probably don't like to hear this, that I'm working on a Sunday, but on Sundays is when I feel the most um, comfortable and creative and like spacious to plan my social media. Now, if there's a Sunday where I'm recovering from a wedding, Mm -hmm. maybe I'm not scheduling because I have three different Instagram accounts. It's a whole other Mm -hmm. story. Um, Maybe I'm not scheduling all three (laughs) accounts on that Sunday, but I'm doing a little, I know I'm doing a little bit for everything. Mm -hmm. Um, To be fair, my assistant runs the podcast account, so I can't even take credit for that. But Mm -hmm. um, I think content creation cannot be something that we uh, leave to like, well, if I have time, right? I think it needs to be something that we prioritize. 1000% and something that I love, love sharing is that your value, which comes through your content at the end of the day, like that is your pitch. 
people start to like, know, and trust you through your content, through you showing up on social media, through whatever platform that your ideal clients are hanging out at. And, you know, as wedding planners, like your girls are on Instagram, they are on Facebook, they're probably over on Pinterest as well, looking for all of the things. Like that's where we get to start spending time is wherever your ideal clients are going to be. Agreed. I totally agree with that. Now, what different types of content should we be, I guess should is not the right word, but mm -hmm. what different types of content do you prioritize in your business? Let's put it that way. I love, 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 and this is actually one of my non-negotiables and people think I'm crazy and they're not, they just, I put out a ton of content and it's because we have so much of it batched up, ready to go and very organized in the back end. It's very easy to do so and we repurpose. And so the types of content that I put out are content that I know is going to help my ideal client. So I love to... 100% um, put out content that is value post. Whatever is going to help your ideal client. And we get to keep in mind that people taking content differently. And so some people are going to love visual videos. Some would prefer to read through blogs and captions and things like that. Some would prefer podcasts. So I know when I was in my engineering job way back in the day, I was commuting an hour to and from work, if not more, as I was starting my business and working 12 hour days. How did I do it? I don't know, but I did. And podcasts were my form of content listening, learning how to build my business and create this amazing thing that I created, um, which is now, you know, seven figure business, but it's all about like, what's going to help your ideal clients, what forms are going to be easiest for them. So really think about them. Like, is your ideal client a busy corporate woman who really just doesn't have the time to sit down and watch an hour video every few days? Right. So what's going to support them? What's going to really fit their lifestyle? So it's always about them. So really get into their heads and even do some market research. But videos, podcasts, captions, graphics are huge right now. And then, of course, reels, just because that's going to be the easiest way to grow on Instagram. And it's definitely not nearly as easy to grow as it used to be as I'm learning. And I know that um, just because we did start a new account after my disappeared like, overnight like you're back to square one a little bit so what's interesting too about this and i love that you said like when you were starting your business how you consume content so before i i did this for a living i i um i did like a lot of other service-based things and one of the jobs i had basically had me in my car for several hours a day like driving mm -hmm. around la mm -hmm. which is the worst job. like just driving in la for as a job is the worst i wasn't like an uber driver no. but i just had to like constantly Rough. bring things back and forth I, back in the day, I was just like desperate for something else, right? Like I didn't know what the next thing was going to be, but mm -hmm. I was just like, ugh. and I would go onto um, the YouTube app on my phone and listen to Marie Forleo's mm. like YouTube show through my car speakers. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I listened, I watched all of them because <laughs> <laughs> traffic, traffic in LA is so bad. And, and I remember thinking at the time, and even now, like if all, if all she had were blogs, I never would have found her. Mm, exactly. Because what exactly. I needed was someone's voice in my head while I was driving around and sad to like make me feel better and be like, you can do other <laughs> things. Um, which like if you're a wedding pro and you're 
you know, trying to find, you know, the right new couples for you, like maybe you do need to record some YouTube videos like that are specific to your ideal client. So, yeah. and like appropriately tagged so that they, so that those people sitting at their desk, planning their wedding on their lunch break. Mm -hmm. And let's be honest, probably during the work day as well, you know, can, can find you that way as well. So I love, yeah, the variety of content mm -hmm. is very, very important. Yeah. And, and you said a little bit about this with your daily checklist, which I'm totally stealing. Mm -hmm. But how else do we show up as business owners on social media? Like, what are some do's and don'ts, maybe? So, again, this is definitely personal preference, but do's is definitely show up, show behind the scenes of your life, of your business. People want to see that, right? The boring stuff, too. They want to see that. People want to know um, your favorite TV shows, the movies that you're watching. I've been getting really into F1 and motor and just racing in general because my boyfriend's a huge car guy and it's something that we have started to really enjoy together and people really connect with that all the other car folks out there have started to come into my dms and things like that but people want to really get to know you as a person because you are so much more than just your business you're creating a brand and you want to continue to showcase that. Um, and then also, again, it's really personal preference about how much of your personal life that you want to share. I like to share some, but I'm also like a human. I want to keep some of it private too. So personal preference there, definitely don't need to showcase everything there, but stuff about your business, stuff about your clients, wins, testimonials, showing you getting stuff ready for wedding days, right? That's huge because that's you technically kind of selling because you're showing the beautiful wedding and all the behind the scenes that you're doing for your clients. So lots of different variations, but again, routines that you do, um, showing up on stories, captions, anywhere that you can. I prefer to show up more in stories than in my captions. I think we'll post maybe one caption a day, um, if that, and then stories, I'm in there quite a bit. I'm almost in there every few hours, if not more. Um, and then also DMs, like connect with, connect with humans, right? With everything that we've gone through these past few years, like connection is lacking so much. And it's what we as humans are just wanting so badly. So connect, send messages with those who are liking your stuff, commenting on your stuff, really connect because you don't know who they know, right? You don't know who they could be sitting at happy hour with and maybe their girlfriend they're chatting with like needs a wedding planner. And kind of back to what you had mentioned, Renee, at the very beginning of, well, if I have people on my email list, they're going to leave anyways. But you also don't know who they don't know. They could yeah. be at happy hour with their best girlfriends and they're sitting there like, wow, like, have you guys, do you guys know this gal, Melissa, or do you know Renee? Like she is adding so much value to her social media platform. Like you need to follow her. You just don't know who you're going to meet through these connections that you build. Connections are everything. I cannot, cannot share that enough. Connections and relationships in general are everything. 100%. Yeah, I I agree with you 100%. I'm also thinking too, so I've been seeing a lot of, uh, of reels being posted by other wedding pros. Mm -hmm. And how, I guess my question, well, let me just, fin I'll finish this thought. I've been seeing a lot of reels being posted by wedding pros that I don't necessarily think are for their couple's education. Mm -hmm. It seems as though they're talking to other business owners, whether that's like a funny, like commiserating reel about like things we hate to see at a wedding, you know what I mean? Or mm -hmm. like, it also, it, yeah, it, some of it seems like kind of, uh, 
in jokes with the wedding pro community that mm -hmm. are posted to their like public account. That's like a business account. And I wonder how closely do you think the content all needs to serve one audience? I personally don't think it always needs to serve just one audience because you, at the end of the day, you're the brand, you're the one that's going to be attracting whoever it is that comes to your door. So for example, the ones that are maybe creating those reels that you just shared that are more inside jokes with other wedding um, planners and other businesses, they could then share that to their audience and get in front of even more ideal clients for them. And so I would say it doesn't necessarily need to be 100%, but probably in the higher like 70 to 80% more focused towards your audience and then everything else, whoever it gets in front of, it will at some point connect you with somebody else, right? I share quite a bit of cat content and if there's ever a fun cat meme that I just love, I share it and that gets in front of somebody who then reshares it and it could connect me with someone who's wanting to start their business right. um, i like i like the 80 20 rule 80 really focused on my ideal client who i'm here to serve and then 20 percent more fun more silly has nothing to do with business at all um, but just more of like my personal side and things like that but definitely have a balance it may even want you may even want to bump it up towards like 30 percent more fun stuff is people, again, they need to like a note and trust you yeah. as a human before they'll ever step foot through your door. I think we all need a little more fun stuff these days. Everything's oh, pretty, yeah. it's pretty heavy out there, you know? It is very heavy out there right now. Melissa, what do you say, this is, a, I think this is a good place to, to sort of hopefully inspire and wrap up, but like, mm -hmm. what do you say to people who are just kind of unmotivated to create content right now because of, you know, mm -hmm. gestures broadly at the world, mm -hmm. right? Like, how do you stay motivated to create content? Yeah, the way that I stay motivated is just really coming from a place of service, right? There's really only so much that I can do as one person, but as I show up and serve, I, and this is my business, so it's a little different, but I'm able to help other women start their own businesses so they can create their own safety net or they yeah. can create their impact in the world. And so I always just strive to come from a place of service and not it, oh, this is another task I've got to do, or this is another thing on my plate. It's like, I'm here to show up and serve. And that's why it's actually one of my big non-negotiables every day in my business, regardless what day of the week it is, is adding some type of value. And so I always come from, how can I serve? How can I serve? How can I serve? Because number one, it just makes me feel better as a human. And number two, like service is everything, right? As you show up and serve and add value, right? yeah. more great things are just going to come your way. It's inevitable as you show up and add value, success will come your way. Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't have said it better myself, Melissa. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Melissa, where can people find you out on the internet? So you can find me over at my website, themelissalin.com, short and simple. Uh, and you can also, for the time being, unless we get the old account back, um, the new account is on Instagram, the underscore Melissa Lynn, or if you just type in my name, you should be able to find me pretty easily over on Instagram. That's where I spend a lot of my time. Love it. And you have your own podcast too, yeah? I do. And it's called the Fierce Business Babe Podcast. 
Ooh. You can definitely find me. We are getting pretty close to the 200th episode. Hey. It's crazy. It's so crazy. It goes by I so know. Fast. Isn't it crazy? Like one day you look up and you're like, I've been doing this for a couple of years now, huh? I know. <laughs> <So wild. Bananas. laughs> um, Melissa, thank you so much. We will put links to every place you can find Melissa in the show notes so you can go check her out. Melissa, thank you so much for this. This was educational. It's motivational. You guys go create your content. I don't know how many different times and different ways we can tell you. <laughs> go and show up. Show up, y'all. Melissa, thanks so much for being here. Well, thank you for having me. I had so much fun. Thanks again. Yeah, me too. Me too. All right, lovely listeners. You know what I'm going to say. I'm going to thank you for being here yet again, because your time is the only thing you cannot make more of. And I never, never take it lightly that you spend it with us. We will see you next week. Same time, same place. Go create some content. Bye, friends. Thanks for listening to Talk with Renee Dallow. Dive into the show notes at reneedallow.com forward slash podcast and connect with Renee at Talk with Renee Dallow on Instagram.